Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. This is the Broadway Boys Podcast through the Hockey Podcast Network, and we are back with Season 4, Episode 67 as the NHL season officially comes to an end, and the Vegas Golden Knights are the Stanley Cup champions. What a ride for the Golden Knights. Unbelievable that they were able to win a Stanley Cup six years, I think, after after the uh, joining the National Hockey League. And I believe that was uh, Mr. Foley's vision when he... Uh, came on board and became the owner of the Golden Knights and what a ride that was uh, he, I know he wanted to uh, yeah six year owner six year cup goal uh, has been delivered so touche unbelievable I mean they were dominant from the get-go making it to the Stanley Cup final in their first season having a little bit of rough patches but getting a roster that could win you a Stanley Cup uh, just after being introduced into the National Hockey League and picking your team off of an expansion draft, uh, even though they changed the rules a bit and it certainly favored the Golden Knights. It's just an unbelievable journey that they've had, uh, a successful one. Uh, you know, the ups and the downs that they had to endure they really never had it down. It's just unbelievable. I mean, uh, listen, I congratulate them. Uh, you know, it's not it's not their fault, you know, that the New York Rangers are incapable or all my New York teams are just incapable of not even putting together winning seasons. It's like that's just like a victory in itself. Um, but New York in general is just a loser town. But congratulations to the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, just it's crazy, uh, you know, the day after you kind of get a little bit of a behind the scenes look at, you know, what these players were dealing with the emotions of, you know, making it through a Stanley cup playoff, uh, you know, that we all know as hockey fans, it's just so difficult to endure the full, you know, 16 games uh, that you have to win to win the Stanley cup. And, you know, you know, the hearts out to, you know, Kachuk and the Florida Panthers, because Holy shit, what a ride, you know, you took your fans on and, you know, you deserve to be in the Stanley Cup final. Unfortunately, injuries are a huge factor 
and they cripple you. They can cripple a team. I mean, I <clears throat> I believe that they said that four players on the Florida Panthers were playing with broken bones. Uh, you know, someone had a you know I think a broken foot, high ankle sprain. Uh, the here the fact that Kachuk needed help getting dressed because he had a broken sternum. I don't even know how you move with that, but it's just, um, you know, unbelievable to hear these stories and just, you know, how much it means to all of these guys just to play this game and be able to compete, you know, for the Stanley cup on, on the biggest stage in hockey. It's just, you know, every year I, you know, it's funny, the Stanley cup comes around and, you know, for me personally, and I was going to ask Andy, Andy, by the way, is wheels up heading to Michigan. Uh, so, um, uh, he's obviously not joining me today. Uh, so yeah, anyway, uh, you know, I did want to ask Andy, you know, how he feels about watching, you know, the teams, you know, raise the Stanley cup. And if he feels I, you know, I, I feel a two part depression. Number one, obviously it's not the New York Rangers. So it's kind of depressing, you know, looking at this team being like, could the New York Rangers compete with this hockey team? And, you know, you look at the caliber of just talent and not just talent, but putting together effort, physicality, just guts, heart. And I just don't see it. You know, I don't see how, you know, it's not just what you do on the stat line. It's the adversity. And I don't know if the Rangers have it. We're soft. We're disinterested. You know, I, I like, it just seems that, you know, you look at these two teams compete for the Stanley cup and it's like no brainer. Like, how did we not see this from the very beginning? But these players change, these teams change. They just become such a, uh, you know, a, just a one, you know, one celled organism that just, you know, keeps going and trying to survive. And they'll literally give everything and anything just to play the game and compete and be physical and, it's just, it's so much more than a stat line. It's so much more of a contract. It's so much more of a, you know, a draft, you know, uh, you know, you just really the personnel to win a Stanley cup or, and just compete for a Stanley cup is special. And, you know, you hope that your players can turn into this, you know, beast that it takes to, just grind through series after series and scoring goals and goalie standing on your head and defensemen just being perfect and structure and speed and physicality and just putting it all together and, you know, seeing the success round after round, game after game, period after period, you know, it's just, it's special. And, you know, it does make you think as a fan, how far away your team is, you, you know, if your team is obviously not, you know, in the Stanley cup final. So, you know, yeah, I, I mean, to talk a little bit more about just Vegas in general, it's just, you, you look at that team, you look at that makeup and it's like, how did not everyone pick them to win the Stanley cup? You know, it's just, they're that special of a group. And, you know, I, I, I know it's not always, um, you know, not always the best team in the regular season, but it's hard to deny that, you know, the Vegas Golden Knight were just Knights were just consistent all year long. Anything that phased them, they didn't let it punish them. They didn't play victim. They didn't, 
make excuses. They just kept on humming along, humming along, and, you know, they deserve, you know, to lift, you know, Lord Stanley's cup, you know? I mean, look at this. Just this I know it was 9-3. to three. It was a slaughter. It was just, you know, over before it started. But, like, really, it's just unbelievable. Look how many guys contributed. They didn't have... They had two forwards not have a point. That's unbelievable. Uh, it's just, it's ridiculous. They had Eichel and Stone, three points. What a fucking surprise. Their leaders, their go-to guys stepped up. Their role players, Howden with an assist. You know, it, it's just, you look up and down the lineup, just, you know, marches so, what, I mean, the guy was on the fucking Connecticut Whale a few years ago. And his jersey's going to be hanging in the rafters. You know, it's just it, six shots on goal, three hits, a block. You know, it's just, it's unbelievable. And look at their face-offs. Eichel, 55%. You know, Stevenson, 55%. Amadio, 100 Barbashev, 100 Guys stepping in. Carlson, 63%. They just win and draw. They do all the little fucking things correct. Then you go down to the defense. You know, this is this is to win a Stanley Cup. They didn't take the fucking foot off the gas once. They fucking drove it right through the first, through the second, and through the third until they fucking got to lift the Stanley Cup. Now, this is a Stanley Cup team. It's unbelievable. And, you know, I sit here. It's like, I don't see the Rangers pulling a performance like this. Shea Theodore, three assists, plus three. You know, it, it's just... It's all their defensemen were in the pluses. You know, McNabb plus three with an assist. Petrangelo with an assist. You know, Haig, fucking Martinez. You know, and look at their, like, they didn't, they just fucking rolled, baby. They fucking rolled. You know, White Cloud played the least amount on on defense, 16-30. You got Petrangelo playing, no, I'm sorry, Shea Theater playing the most at 20-47. Zero disparity. It's unbelievable. And I know, you know, they rolled this game and there are tighter games and they, they did lose. But man, they just do it. You know, Stone just starting it off shorthanded goal. Done. See ya. That's the Stanley Cup. Aiden Hill and goal. Aiden Hill. Arizona Coyote. Golden Knight. Guy comes in, just wins up a fucking Stanley Cup. Doesn't goaltending don't matter. These guys get hot. They get hot. They get hot. You know, it's just the teams that put it all together. You know, it's not the big name. It's not the big contract. It's not the Vesna winner. You know, it's not the league leader in points. It's not McDavid. You know, it's not fucking Robertson on the stars. It's not Panarin. It's not Zabenajad. Not Jack Hughes. Look at this fucking team. You know, and good for Eichel. You know, after what he went through with, in Buffalo, just slamming a stick and and just not letting him get the surgery that he felt that he needed. Zero support from the organization. Billboards going up by fans. See you later, Jack. See ya. Goes to Vegas, turns it around. You know, his quote after the game, I finally just enjoyed coming to the rink again. You know, that that's what it is. You know, that's what it's about. It's not about the big contract. It's about getting a group of guys that are, are ready to give everything they possibly have to win a hockey game. 
and you got to do it for 16 games. You got to win 16 games, and it's going to take you every ounce of energy, every bone, every fucking organ in your body. I think someone was playing with a fucking, I don't even know, ruptured spleen. I don't even know. I, some of the injuries you read, you're just like, just scratching your head. But man, oh man, I mean, just what a finish, you know, for the Vegas Golden Knights. Foot on the throttle, just pedal to the metal, getting shit done. And, you know, here they are, Stanley Cup champions. And, you know, again, you know, I you look at Eichel, what he was able to do all playoffs long, being a leader, stepping up in big moments, um, you know, and, and just, you know, this group really impressed me. And, you know, I really just, you know, it's unbelievable. Another, you know, story that just pulls on your heartstrings is, you know, Petrangelo and his family and his daughter and who just what, six months ago, they thought she had the flu and then it was a bacteria and she couldn't lost her motor skills, couldn't walk, couldn't open up her eyes for a week. Him thinking he's going to hang him up, never play again, just to concentrate on the health of his daughter. And someone who just had a daughter absolutely completely understands what, you know, what he might be going through and giving up, you know, his dream, you know, of playing hockey, you know, just so he can be by his daughter's side every step of the way that makes sure she's just okay. You know, and he gets to celebrate with her on the ice. She's running around, you know, celebrating with her dad. It's unbelievable. Just the story, if you if you don't know it, I am not a good storyteller. I'll butcher it, butcher it. You know, just read it. There's there's articles everywhere. I think yeah, right on the homepage of here of uh, NHL.com, Petrangelo family celebrates after scare. It just read it. It's it's just an unbelievable. It can bring you to tears. Um, and just watching those two get to celebrate on the ice um, as their father wins another Stanley Cup. Um, obviously, winning in 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 uh, St. Louis. Uh, a few years back. Uh, yeah. Uh, an- another feel-good story. Phil Kessel wins his third Stanley Cup. Uh, didn't get to play a game in the playoffs, but, you know, here we are. Uh, the guy's just a fucking, what can you say? The guy's just a positive dude that just loves being around the rink. I, I didn't hear him put up a stink about what his role was this year. He knows he's a little bit older, slower, you know, doesn't have, you know, the gas in in the tank that he used to have. And, um, but nonetheless, he gets a ring. He gets his name on a Stanley Cup and, and he gets to celebrate one more time with the boys. I don't know if I'll hang him up again, but boy, oh boy, what a season for him. And it's, it's just, again, there's just, once you remove yourself from the game a little bit and you get to see the stories and what people were going through and, and, you know, the ups and downs, you know, within the locker room. Um, it's pretty special. Light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. New customers can make a $5 bet and score $200 in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code THPN. That's code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook. If you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. In Massachusetts, call 800-327-5050. Or visit gamblinghelplinema.org. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NEW-YORK or text HOPE-NEW-YORK. In Kansas, call 1-800-522-4700. 
on behalf of Boot Hill and Casino Resort in Kansas. 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash hockey term. All right, let's get into the New York Rangers, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, Peter LaViolette is officially the coach of the New York Rangers. And, you know, I, I, good. I don't know exactly what uh, I think about this, this hiring yet. I think only time can tell. I think if you look at the New York Rangers makeup, uh, I don't think anyone really could blame it all on one thing. I think it was a, um, you know, a, a, a few different things, you know, I think it was personnel obviously on the roster. I think it was a little bit of coaching. I think it was, um, you know, I, I just, the lack of consistency and, you know, I, I think it was poor management. I think bringing in the wrong players at the wrong time. Um, but here we are going into the 23, 24 season and the New York Rangers, I don't know what to expect from them. I don't know where, Vegas odds will put them at in terms of next next season and, and, and you know being favored to win a Stanley Cup. I would imagine they'd be hovering around the, the 10 to 15 in that range. I think there's a lot of teams that are just flat out better than them. And and you know, and that's coming off two really successful regular seasons in terms of points. Uh, but that doesn't that doesn't mean you're gonna be able to compete uh, for a Stanley Cup. And you know, I think you know, the New York Rangers going into next year have a lot of work to do. I think they have um, a lot of uh, self-reflection uh, and, uh, you know, kind of look at themselves in the mirror and think, you know, how can they be better and, and how can they contribute uh, at a higher level, be more consistent. But, you know, I, I, again, the New York Rangers are in trouble. Because you look at this team and the leadership and the core group, I don't think there's really many people in the hockey world that can honestly say that this team is is built right now to make a run. You know, built built right now to compete like the Vegas Golden Knights, compete like the Florida Panthers. You know, you just saw that entire roster just transform from limping into the playoffs to just transforming, believing in themselves, you know, beating the fucking Boston Bruins in a grueling manner where they had big moments from big players. Everyone stepped up. Everyone bought in. Can the New York Rangers do that? I don't really believe so. Because if they did, they could have done it against the Devils. Instead, they chose not to show up for three of the, three of the games. And, you know, I, I really think that, that you know, the we have to repeat that series. It'd be a 4 nothing sweep from the Devils, you know? I mean, they just beat you. Speed, structure, they were just a sound hockey team. But it was, <laughs> Carolina swept them away. Florida swept Carolina away. They were really a nothing team. It's just the Rangers are that bad. <laughs> so, you know, again, I, I think, you know, maybe a Ryan Lindgren, you know, should be gone. A, you know, Barclay Goudreau might be gone. You're going to have to call some guys up. You know, who knows who's ready? You know, is Jones ready? Is, you know, Brzezinski going to get called up to be a fourth liner? Will Cooley, 
is he going to be able to play and compete at the National Hockey League? You know, are we going to have, uh, I think Halak is, you know, a free agent. Is Halak going to want to come? Like, are we going to have another, you know, backup goaltender that, you know, you know, could win us some hockey games? You know, is Keandre Miller going to turn it around? You know, and you look at Lavalette and he's just, yeah, he's a, a guy who's a, uh, brings a little bit more experience, a little bit more structure. He's got an impressive resume, you know, from coaching the Flyers, cup final, winning the cup with the Hurricanes. Um, you know, I think every team he's coached besides Washington and the Islanders made it to a cup final. He turned the Islanders around right off the bat in the beginning of his career. You know, the guy's done some impressive things. But again, I, I just, I, is that going to be enough? Is this guy going to hold these players accountable? Is, you know, he going to, you know, feed, you know, the kids, the failing kids? Is he going to, you know, is he going to be able to give them enough ice time where they're happy and they can turn their game around? I don't know. But the hiring makes sense. You know, the hiring makes sense. If you're Drury, why gamble on, you know, some rookie head coach? You don't know what you're going to get. You bring in a, a legit NHL coach, the guy that should have command of his locker room from day one. Now, you know, you look at some of the things that, you know, the, some of the players have said, you know, they wish practices were a little bit more, stru- you know, structured and more difficult. And, you know, they were coached up a little bit more. But just excuse after excuse. You know, Quinn, you know, Quinn doesn't always do in lack of experience. You know, just playing time, blah, 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 blah. Galan, he's too loosey-goosey. He's too much of a player's coach. Country club atmosphere. You know, it's just excuse after excuse. You know, the fact that you just, you didn't have any effort in your games. You know, that's what's scary. You know, and that's when, you know, heads have to roll. And unfortunately for Gallant, that was, you know, that was on him. And I said this a million times. People just don't don't want to admit it. Like, even if it was the player's fault, 100%, who are you getting rid of? Not Panarin, not Zabanejad, not Truba, not Kreider, not Fox, not Igor. Who are you getting rid of? The kids? Okay. <laughs> it's not going to solve anything. Your core leadership group, the ones that actually don't show up, are still not going to show up. You know, they just point fingers, get the coaches fired, and on to the next one. So we'll see. I mean, listen, does it hopefully motivate the guys? I hope so. You know, does it uh, spark a fire up under some of these leaders' ass and say, listen, we're on our last coach here? After a lot of you left, we fail. We decide not to show up. If we get rolled again in the playoffs next year, or if we miss the playoffs, this is going to be on us. It's not going to be on Lavalette. It's not going to be Gallant. It's not going to be Quinn. It's not going to be anybody's fault except their own. So, again, they're going to have to figure things out. Um, you know, it's it just, you know, you look at just, you know, what the Vegas Knights were able to accomplish. And if you took that roster at the beginning of the season, you know, you wouldn't say they're a lock to win a Stanley Cup. I'm saying the same thing about the New York Rangers. But, again, 
I don't believe this team will transform into, you know, a, a one celled fucking organism that literally is so desperate to live that they refuse to lose. New York Rangers are individuals. They're old, older, they're slow. You know, they brought in, you know, Tarasenko and Kane. That's great. But they needed speed. They needed some physicality. They needed, you know, guys that can play through the guts of the ice and play with structure and play with meaning. A little organized chaos, will you? Um, you know, our younger guys, instead of taking a big step forward, took, I think, two huge steps back. I think no right-minded person can trust them. But we could be wrong. People that think like me could be wrong. They could take a step in the right direction. They could. Our veteran leadership could transform, play with a chip on their shoulder, be angry. Laviolette could bring structure. He could bring speed. The roster's not set yet. So before I make my official prediction of what the New York Rangers will be next year, I got to look at the roster as a whole. I got to look at uh, what our potential lineup is. Is Lafreniere and Kako going to play on lines one and two? Are they going to bring Kane back? Are they going to bring Tarasenko back? I don't think they can afford him. They'll probably, you know, Andy brought it up today. They'll probably bring up Pat. They'll probably bring back Patrick Kane on a cheap deal. He'll have about forty-five points. Be slow as molasses. Have one assist in in six games in the playoffs. You know, but he sold a few jerseys, right? Right, we got to say Patrick Kane's, you know, uh, one of us. Right, that's fun. It's fun. It reminds you of early two thousands. Bringing in Jury Gomez. Oh, those those are fun times. Um, you know what else do you got? You know, you know. I think we need another puck moving defenseman. Do we have one in Keandre Miller? Or is he? You know, everyone said how great of a season he had. He's ready to explode. Well, why did he take a huge step back last year? And anyone who thinks that he didn't take a huge step back, he did. He played 79 games. He had 43 points. That's okay. That's fine. But why isn't he able to defend better? Why was he getting walked in the corner still? I know he's 22 years old. But guess what? There's fucking 22-year-olds on fucking Vegas. You know, there's veteran guys on Vegas. Why can't they, why do they get the, why does Stone and Eichel and Marcheseau, why do they get the job done and our fucking guys don't? How come their young players, you know, come into the league and just blossom and our guys don't? You know, I'm not saying they had a ton of guys where they developed. Obviously, they've only been in the league for six seasons. But every young kid they got was fine. You know, why was Howden had more playoff goals then he did points as a career in a career with the New York Rangers. You know? It's not like he's playing first line minutes. You know? At, at, at some point, people have to recognize the fact that it could be the fucking organization, the ownership, and, you know, you know, uh, honest to God, at, at this point, you look at the ownership, you look at management, you know, are we just patching holes that, you know, instead of fixing them, we're just patching them? You know, are we just looking at a player and saying, look at that stat line, bring them in? Instead of being like, you know, what is this player going to bring to the locker room? But what does winning a Stanley Cup actually mean to this guy? 
Because it seems like year after year, you know, you look at the Colorado Avalanche last year and just their narrative, you know, you saw the failure the year before and you knew they weren't going to take shit and they got the job done. Their leadership group stepped up, fought through injuries. Guys prove like chip on their shoulder, proving people wrong. Kadri trying to prove the whole world wrong that, you know, that he's, you know, not overpaid, that he's a, a fucking top player in this league. Where is that? Where is that narrative? Like, what do we have? You know, I will end the podcast with this and it's a positive note. And I promise you, I'm not going to bash this guy as much as I would have done all offseason. Artemi Panarin shaved his fucking head. Like, bicked it. I'm telling you right now, that shows me more than anything anyone could do on this roster. Panarin shaved his fucking head. I like this. This is Rick Vaughn shit from Major League. I like what this is. He's 30 years old. He's on the back nine of his career. The guy has pretty curly, flowy hair. You know, he's a a family man, a simple man. I want the edge. I want the badass Panarin. And we might get that. This could be a whole... And I'm like, if you've ever seen Major League, if you haven't seen it, you gotta watch it. I am literally part of that crew that sits in the bleachers and just screams at the players. You know, old mother Hubbard and only Vaughn's in the cupboard. I, this is it, man. This is the season If this core group cannot put it together this season. It's definitely over, you know, it's, and, and I don't mean over for the organization. I mean, over for, Panarin over for Zibben. Like, they're just not going to get it done. At that point, it's over. Kreider will be, you know, not this year, but next year will be 33, turning 33. You know, Zibbenajad will be on the other side of 30, you know, on the other bad side of 30. Artemi Panarin will be shifting into his mid-30s. You know, Patrick Kane will be, you know, 30 fucking nine years old. It's my age, he's 35. But you get what I'm saying, you know? But thank you so much for listening. I appreciate it. Uh, You know, I think the next podcast, I will also be ripping a solo. Andy's in Michigan for the weekend. Andy, I hope you have a fun time. And uh, yeah, so thank you for listening. And we'll talk to you again on Monday. Thank you for listening to the Broadway Boys podcast. Be sure to follow us on Twitter at Broadway Boys Pod, and please rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, SoundCloud, or thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. New episodes every Monday and Thursday. Download at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from.